is Matt from the Man Cave. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. With your daily motion for March the second, can you believe it? Oh my goodness! Hey, today this we're going to be in First flight. Kings chapter seventeen, and friends, we're looking at a totally awesome story. And within this story, it's going to tell us this. It's going to teach us this. It's going to show us something. What's it going to show us, Matt? It's going to show us how to get our needs met, okay? Oh, I might want to pay attention to this one, okay? Hey, listen, hey, let me tell you what's going on. Verse 1, okay? The great prophet Elijah, one of my favorite characters in the entire Bible, okay? The Bible refers to him as the man of God, okay? Here's the thing, bold face. If you know anything about Elijah, you know this. Elijah's a mountain man. He doesn't mince words. He doesn't tiptoe around the tulips. He's an in-your-face kind of guy. I mean, here's the thing. You know never wonder how you stand when you're standing in front of Elijah. He just is a straight shooter, okay? And I love those types of people. Now, Elijah is standing before Ahab, okay? King of Israel and he's saying this, because of the idolatry, because of the Baal worship, because you have not been a good leader nor your wife, Jezebel, okay? Let me tell you what God's gonna do, okay? Boom! Shaka laka laka! I always love that. What's God gonna do, okay? God spoke to Elijah. Elijah says, there's not gonna be be any rain, okay, until the words come out of my mouth for it to rain. And a lot of people hear that when they read the story in 1 Kings chapter 17. They think, big deal, big deal. You just destroyed the economy. Okay, you just caused so famine. Okay, Baal is supposed to be the weather god. And here's the thing: they do all this crazy stuff to try to get Baal to do what Baal does, which is zero goose egg, nothing. Okay, but here's the thing: the true god of the Bible is the god of Abraham, of Isaac, of Jacob. He is the great I am, and it is God, my God. Okay, who controls the weather? Who controls the universe? Who controls everything? Okay, to the dotting of the i, the crossing of the t, to the atom, to the sparrow falling to the ground. My God controls it all. And so here's the thing. God says after he get, Elijah gives this word, God tells him, hey, you need to go now, okay? Because there's going to be pain and suffering because of what you spoke through my spirit, okay? We're going to pick up in verse 2 and it says this. And the word of the Lord came to him saying, get thee hence and turn thee eastward and hide thyself by the brook Cherith. Friends, when it, when it says this, I, I, I got to stop right here. When it says hide thyself, that's not what it says in the original language. It, it means this, exit thyself, meaning this, take the possibility away from them to repent. Okay, I want to take you. See, God has no problem protecting his prophet. None. Goose It means this. I want to eliminate the access of you. So they can't come to you and cry, Oh, please, Elijah, speak the word, speak the word. You see what I'm saying? God is taking Elijah out of the scene. So the judgment of God can fall. See, there comes a time in God's long suffering and his patience with people and with nations, okay, that it's over judgment comes. There's no more talking. There's no more repenting. Okay. You can scream and cry out, but God has already decided in his sovereignty. Okay. What he's going to do and he's going to execute his will. Okay. It's going to happen because Elijah is a man of God. Okay. He does what God says. He goes to the brook. In verse 4, it tells us what's going to happen. He says, And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. And And the brook Cherith means the cutting away of. There's some things that God has to deal with in Elijah's life. Realize this. James says this in the book of James, that Elijah was a man under likened passions, meaning he was like you and I. He wasn't perfect, okay? But God used who he was. And it's the same with you and I. Okay, so God says, go to the brook. He goes to the brook. He says, hey, drink of the water of the brook, and I'm going to feed you by this bird, okay? Every day you're going to get meat and bread from uh, from a raven. Problem here, God. I can just imagine Elijah saying this. Hey, God, I, 
I would never say this in front of people, but in your word, you know, ravens are an unclean bird. I can't eat from the bird. Friends, what God says is clean is clean, okay? See, Elijah has a bunch of different hang-ups, okay? And, and he just doesn't understand God. He doesn't understand all of his word, okay? It, it, the Bible says that we see through a glass darkened, meaning we understand a little bit here and a little bit there, and God's not going to reveal himself, and God hides his power, and God's doing so many things in our life that we're just like, what in the world? How did that happen? God uses sovereignty, his providence. He uses people. He uses his spirit. Friends, he says, I move the hearts of kings and rulers. So he's doing all of these mighty things, okay? And you with the story, verse 6, this, this, and the rest Raven brought him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. Here's the thing. Ravens are very greedy. Like a lot of people, you and I, aren't we greedy sometimes? Uh, you know, when we get our paycheck, we're like, that's my paycheck. Even if we're married, sometimes we're thinking, hey, your wife says, how much did you make? What's for dinner, honey? <laughs> aren't we greedy? And when it comes to tithing, we even get more greedy, okay? But listen to this. I, I, I think this is so The funny. ravens, which are very greedy birds, if there can be such a thing. And here's the thing. I coined it first. Greedy birds, okay? Not angry birds, but greedy birds, okay? They don't want to get meat and bread, which is a delicacy, because there's a famine going on, and bring it to Elijah. Now, how did they do that? Because of God's sovereign will. Friends, whatever God wills is going to happen. Whatever God speaks, okay, it's going to happen. The book of Job says this, I know that you can do all things that no purpose of yours can be stopped, can be thwarted. It can't be hindered, okay? God's purposes in your life, they can't be stopped, okay? When God speaks to a bird, guess what? He, he, he could speak to that bird and says, go find filet mignon. And here's the thing, that bird is going to peck someone's eyes out to get that guy's steak and take it to Elijah. That's how how it works, okay? God can meet your needs, okay? So it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up. Uh-oh, we're at the end of the story. Listen to this. And it came to a pass that after a while the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. What's he gonna do? Okay, so for this whole time, and they, they think this is a period between 8 to 12 months, okay? Because after this he goes to the widow of Zarephath, okay? And um, Zarephath means this, refining fire. Okay, so here he's getting, okay, God's working on the inward man of Elijah. He's cutting away. He's teaching him about himself, that God is faithful, that God will meet your needs, okay? And now, when God meets your needs, I want you to hear this, folks. It may not be according to how you imagined, you thought, you planned your goals of how he was going to meet your needs, okay? It's according to what he wants in your life. Friends, it would, it's always nice to have this imagination, and I know I'm talking to someone out there. Hey, there's going to be a knock on the door, and it's a guy with a briefcase, and he just says this, God bless you. You open the briefcase, okay, as your, your wife's making you a new latte, and there it is, big stacks of $100 bills. There, honey, there has to be $5 million in this. Praise you, Jesus. Who wouldn't praise God, okay? Here's the thing. It is the fool that denies God. Who wouldn't praise God? But here's the thing. Oftentimes, it's not like that. Here's the thing. Witness. You got a witness for that? Amen, brother. I know. I know too. Okay, so, but God does. There has never been a time in my life, watch this, that God hasn't met my needs. And it was rarely, okay, by the way that I thought. I, in my mind, again, I had a plan on how he was going to meet my needs, okay? <sighs> and he did meet my needs. 
but it wasn't how I had planned it out. My plan was really good. I mean, I just, I, I, you know, he never said, hey, Matt, how would you like me to meet your needs? You know, he never asked that. He just met my needs, okay? God, this isn't according to my plan, what I wanted, you know. I thought it was some distant relative that passed on that I didn't know, so I didn't feel too much grief, but they left me a huge chunk of money, you know. <laughs> well, it's never like that, but God does meet our needs. But watch this. I want you to get this one thing down in this whole story. God is always teaching us, okay? He's chopping, he's sanding, he's sifting, he's maneuvering. Some, again, he's whacking on some of you because you're fighting the plan, okay? But if you will surrender to God and allow him to have his way with you and not fight him, okay? Meaning don't fight him in the things that he's trying to do. You will notice that you don't stay at the brook oh, very friends, long. Friends, I know a lot okay. of you, you're saying, well, Matt, that's awesome that he met your needs, but he's not meeting my needs. He is meeting your needs. You just haven't listened to God. <laughs> what if Elijah decided, I, again, I, I'm not going to go to the brook. I'm a prophet of Almighty God. He had like a little chip on the shoulder. He says, it ain't happening, God. You know, I've done all these miracles over here. Let me just go over here and stay with that person. His needs wouldn't have been met. Why? Because it was there at the brook that God says, I will meet your needs. It was there that God's going to command the raven. It is there that the raven brought bread and meat. Provisions were provided there where God said to go. Okay? The water, the meat, but not only that, okay? God himself, God's presence. See, when we're outside of the will of God, we're not sensing all of God. And so what happens? We get turmoil. Uh, we get anxious. We start fretting. Uh, there's a lot of things that happen inwardly in us when we're not there. And there represents where God is asking you to be, where he's going to meet your needs. A lot of you, okay, you're like, well, my needs aren't getting met. It's because you're not there where God told you to be, okay? You left them. I mean, here's the thing. You got the instructions, do this, do this, do this. This is how I'm going to meet your needs. But you said, well, uh, Lord, I'd never take that job. I was the CEO, whatever that stands for. Um, <laughs> I know what it stands for. Oh, no, Matt, you don't understand. I was this. I was this. Friends, in this society, you have to, first of all, listen to God. And then after that, I want you to listen very carefully. You have to adapt, adjust, and overcome. Because in the end days, and I just read this morning, in the end of Daniel, Friends, says, Daniel, he hears these words that in the end of days, there is going to be a time of just devastation, of famine, of pain, of suffering, of murder, of strife, all these things. So much so that even from the beginning of the nations, there's never been anything like it. And we are getting very, very close to those times. This story is so relevant for today because God will meet our needs. But he, we, he does it his realize way. This, okay? Even with Elijah. Elijah was a man likened unto like passions. The book of James says that. And so he's looking. Look, look, look at it. Where am I going to get water, Lord? Can you imagine? I wonder if he had just a, a, a brief. I don't know this, okay? But here's the thing. If he's likened unto me, when I see I'm thirsty and I look at the ground and it's nothing but sand, I'm freaking out. I mean, I'm like, Lord, I'm thirsty. I, I, the raven can bring me all the meat and bread he wants. I, can't, I don't have anything to swallow it down with, okay? Look at This is dried, okay? But I want you to hear this, okay? And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain. Why is there no rain? Because Elijah said, no rain to Ahab, okay? The word of the Lord through Elijah. And so he, here's the thing. I wonder if Elijah's thinking, dang it. Why did I say no rain? <laughs> Why didn't I say just no rain over there, okay? Here's the thing. But if Elijah's suffering, imagine the cities. Imagine Ahab. Imagine there's no grass. There's no vegetation, okay? The, you go to the local farmer's market. There's no food, okay? It's judgment, okay? But I want to show you a principle in the Bible. And if you will understand this and get this for the rest of your life, you will understand God. God doesn't want you flinching. You ever stared someone down? 
I was in sales one time and uh, I went through all these courses and I was in marketing, I was in advertising. And one of the things they said, and I never understood it. When I was listening to it, I go, blah, 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 blah. I, hear, I was listening to what they were saying. It was going in, but it wasn't getting from here to here, meaning I didn't understand it, okay? And so what would happen is I would go to this partner or, or to a, a potential client and I would give my spiel. I would give this speech. This is this. Oh, this is that. You know, and tell them everything I knew and this is why you need to do this, okay? And then I'd shut up. But here's the thing. Once I presented it, the first person to speak loses. Do you understand that? And so at first I would say, I would, I couldn't, I could not just be quiet. I'd go, what do you think? And so they would renegotiate. What they would do is go, I like what you're saying, Matt, but that's too much money. I'm not, I wouldn't pay that in a million years. But if I would have just shut up, zip the trap, okay, what would have ended up happening is this. I would have got the sale right then without having to adjust my income. So friends, in the story, I'm telling you, okay, I flinched. I spoke because there was such this tense. It, it was so thick you could cut it with a knife, okay? I learned as time went on not to flinch. I, there had been times where I presented my proposal and just stood there for 15 minutes, just looking at the guy, smiling, drinking my coffee, not saying a word. It's almost a game that people have, you know? Just drink my coffee, look them in the blues, look around the room, smile. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Here's the thing. Watch this very carefully. You'll never beat God at not flinching. What I mean is this, okay? God's always going to meet your needs, but He wants to see how long you will trust him without flinching, okay? It's not a game to God, but God wants you to know this. He loves you. He absolutely adores you. He cherishes you. Yes, the ground, we know it's dirt. Elijah was standing there. He's seeing the reality of the word that he had spoke, okay? There's no water, okay? And in a lot of your lives, there's no water, okay? God's going to take care of them, but he wants to see how long when I hold back a little bit of provisions, how thirsty is he going to get before he cries out and says, God, come on. You see what I'm saying? You, how, how far does God have to push you where you continue to trust God? You know, Job lost all of his belongings, all of his kids, all of his cattle, most of his servants, all in a, a short amount of time, like equivalent to an hour, Okay. He never flinched. He said, the Lord blessed and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job sin not. Okay, and here's the thing. Oftentimes, God will let us get to the end of our resources to reveal what is in your heart. Okay, and we're crying out. He knows you don't have the bill. You don't understand, Lord. I'm five days late. They're going to do that. He understands. You know why? He's God. <laughs> I just had to do that. He understands, okay? And so here's the thing. If you are there where you need to be, you've listened to God, okay? Your heart is right with God, okay? Meaning this, you don't know of anything that's hindering you from hearing the word of God. Hold fast. Stand fast, okay? That's what the, that's what the shield of faith means. The shield of faith, uh, it, it quenches the fiery, fiery darts of doubt and unbelief. Because here's the thing. When the riverbed in your life is dry, the enemy comes along. God failed you. That's what he says. The enemy of your soul says God failed you. God's not going to meet your needs. You need to do something. You don't need to do a thing. What is, how, how does the Christian win? By putting the white flag up to God. Not my will, but thy will be done. Meaning surrender. Okay, no, Lord, you tell me what to do. I've done what you've said. I am there where you said you're going to meet my provisions. Now watch this. This is what I love. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. It dried up first. 
Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, go to Zarephath. See, he tells him exactly what to do, but he didn't tell him why there was water in the brook. He wanted to see what was in the inward part of Elijah. He, remember, he's, he's sanding, he's sifting, he's molding, he's chopping, he's cutting, he's doing all these things in Elijah's life, okay? And friends, he's doing the same thing in your life, in my life, and some of you, your brooks have dried up, okay? But he's going to meet your needs, okay? It's when your brook dries up that he meets your needs. See, I'd like there to be, uh, in my checking account, extra a couple $250,000. Wouldn't that be nice? You know what I'm saying? And then God says, hey, do this. Meaning, here's the thing, but I've noticed in my life that God takes me down to zero, to goose egg. Why? He wants to see what's in my heart. Do I really trust he's going to meet my needs? Is he, is he a man of his word? And we already know the answer to that. He absolutely is. And so when the brook dried up, it wasn't until that the brook dried up that he gave him his next directions. Now he's going to be in a different phase of his life. And it's another devotion. I, I know I'd love to teach it and talk to you about it. But he sends him to a place called Zarephath, okay, to a widow who is dirt poor. I mean, absolutely dirt poor. Now he's going to get his needs met from a person, okay, who is a woman, okay. Men didn't really talk to women back then unless they were married, okay. She's a Gentile, okay, and she's poor as dirt. And I mean, here's the thing. It's just a crazy story. God is stretching Elijah. Again, I know I'm talking to a lot of people that this is your life. Your brook is dried up. Your relationships, they're bust. Meaning there's strife. There's all these things. Your bank account, oh my goodness, here's the thing. It's 0. 0.000. I mean, here's the thing. There's no interest on zero, okay? And friends, I know you're hurting, okay? But God says he will meet your needs. Make sure you are there where God has told you to be. And if you're not there, you can always find God where you left him. Listen here. We're closing here. You can always find God where you left him. And you're like, Matt, what is, I don't understand what, you know what I'm talking about. God asked something of you. God was putting something on your heart. At the time, it seemed like it was too much. You're like, Lord, I've given you all this and I've given you all this. I'm not doing it. Okay. And so what happened is you kind of threw the Bible to the wayside skip going to church and start doing your own thing and now you find yourself in a, standing in a riverbed with no water and you're crying out to God. Go back to the place what he asked you to do. Repent. God's not mad at you. Watch this. God is not mad at you. You're one prayer away from getting it right with God. And so go back to the place. What was it that he asked you to do? Repent of that. Ask for new directions. Sometimes you can't do. Sometimes, here's the thing. The water has gone down the creek and there's no doing what God has asked you to do. It was a moment in time. You missed that opportunity. Here's the thing. Repent. Meaning, Lord, you asked me to do this. I didn't do it. I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? I'm your servant. That's what the word Adonai means. It means Lord. See, a lot of people call God Elohim. They acknowledge him as creator, but not too many people that I know call him Adonai. Jesus Adonai, meaning he's my Lord. He's my master. He's my savior. He's owner of me. What he says goes. I don't belong to myself. I've been bought with a price. I was created by him. I belong to the Lord, okay? Get to that place. Wherever you left him off, that's where you're going to find him. Repent and watch what happens. He's not holding a grudge. He's not mad at you. He just wants to bless you. See, it's like the story of the prodigal son. You know the story. The prodigal son, he takes dad's money, runs out, he lives wildly, loosely, tears up this earth, partying. But when the money's gone, the friends are gone, he's eating corn husk out of a pig stall. He's like, man, I could be a servant to my dad's house and have at least three square meals a day. He runs to dad. He ends up seeing dad. Oh, dad's way over there. And listen to this. This is the greatest story. He's in sin. Dad sees him. Guess what dad does? 
Dad runs towards them. Dad is absolutely running towards his son. Why? He doesn't even allow him to say sorry. He doesn't allow the son to say sorry. He's just so happy that his son is back. He hugs the man. He tells him he loves him. He puts his robe on him. He puts his sandals on him. He gives him the signet ring, which means you have authority to ask and receive and buy anything within my household. Friends, that's God. Okay, so no matter where you are, you're one prayer away from getting it right with God. And I say, here's the thing. If you've been away, it's time to come back home, baby. Let God bless you. Nobody spoils you like your Heavenly Father. Hey, this is Matt from the Man Cave.